Hello, my name is Miss Coover Thompson, and I'm one of the librarians at Maine West. I want to introduce you to the book called The Hate You Give, written by Angie Thomas. I came across this book sort of by accident, and it was actually on Twitter. And I was very interested pretty much instantly because of what it's about. Um, and then when I finally got my hands on it and started reading it, I couldn't put it down. This is the story of Star. Star is 16 years old, and she has the unfortunate experience of watching her childhood best friend be shot and killed by a police officer at a, quote, routine traffic stop. These events occur in the very beginnings of the book. The rest of the story is following Star in her journey towards deciding who she has to be and how she has to respond. Does she stay silent? Does she speak out? And what will that mean for her and for her family? I'm going to read you a bit of chapter one, where we first meet her and get an understanding of her life and where she's from and some of the things that she struggles with. I shouldn't have come to this party. I'm not even sure I belong at this party. That's not on some bougie shit either. There are just some places where it's not enough to be me. Either version of me. Big D's Spring Break Party is one of those places. I squeeze through sweaty bodies and follow Kenya, her curls bouncing past her shoulders. A haze lingers over the room, smelling like weed, and music rattles the floor. Some rapper calls out for everybody to nay-nay, followed by a bunch of haze as people launch into their own versions. Kenya holds up her cup and dances her way through the crowd. Between the headache from the loud-ass music and the nausea from the weed odor, I'll be amazed if I cross the room without spilling my drink. We break out the crowd. Big D's house is packed wall to wall. I've always heard that everybody and their mama comes to his spring break parties. Well, everybody except me. But damn, I didn't know there would be this many people. Girls wear their hair colored, curled, laid, and slayed. Got me feeling basic as hell with my ponytail. Guys in their freshest kicks and sagging pants grind so close to girls they just about need condoms. My nana likes to say that spring brings love. Spring in Garden Heights doesn't always bring love. But it promises babies in the winter. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them are conceived the night of Big D's party. He always has it on the Friday of spring break because you need Saturday to recover and Sunday to repent. Stop following me and go dance, Star, Kenya says. People already say you think you all that. I didn't know so many mind readers lived in Garden Heights. Or that people know anything other than Big Mav's daughter who works in the store. I sip my drink and spit it back out. I knew there would be more than Hawaiian punch in it, but this is way stronger than I'm used to. They shouldn't even call it punch. Just straight up liquor. I put it on the coffee table and say, Folks kill me thinking they know what I think. Hey, I'm just saying. You act like you don't know nobody because you go to that school. I've been hearing that for six years. Ever since my parents put me in Williamson Prep. Whatever, I mumble. 
and it wouldn't kill you to not dress like... She turns up her nose, and she looks from my sneakers to my oversized hoodie. That. Ain't that my brother's hoodie? Our brother's hoodie. Kenya and I share an older brother, Seven. But she and I aren't related. Her mama is Seven's mama, and my dad is Seven's dad. Crazy, I know. Yeah, it's his. Figures. You know what else people saying, too. Got folks thinking you're my girlfriend. Do I look like I care what people think? No, and that's the problem. Whatever. If I'd known following her to this party meant she'd be on some extreme makeover star edition mess, I would have stayed home and watched Fresh Prince reruns. My Jordans are comfortable, and damn, they're new. That's more than some people can say. The hoodie's way too big, but I like it that way. Plus, if I pull it over my nose, I can't smell the weed. Well, I ain't babysitting you all night, so you better go do something, Kenya says, and scopes the room. Kenya could be a model, if I'm completely honest. She's got flawless, dark brown skin. I don't think she ever gets a pimple. Slanted brown eyes and long eyelashes that aren't store-bought. She's the perfect height for modeling, too. But a little thicker than those toothpicks on the runway. She never wears the same outfit twice. Her daddy, King, makes sure of that. Kenya is about the only person I hang out with in Garden Heights. It's hard to make friends when you go to a school that's 45 minutes away and you're a latchkey kid who's only seen in her family store. It's easy to hang out with Kenya because of our connection to Seven. She's messy as hell sometimes, though. Always fighting somebody and quick to say her daddy will whoop somebody's ass. Yeah, that's true. But I wish she'd stop picking fights so she can use her trump card. Hell, I could use mine, too. Everybody knows you don't mess with my dad, Big Mav. And you definitely don't mess with his kids. Still, you don't see me going around starting shit. Like at Big D's party, Kenya is giving Danasia Allen some serious stank eye. I don't remember much about Danasia, but I remember that she and Kenya haven't liked each other since fourth grade. Tonight, Danasia's dancing with some guy halfway across the room and paying no attention to Kenya. But no matter where we move, Kenya spots Danasia and glares at her. And the thing about the stank eye is, at some point you feel it on you, inviting you to kick some ass or to have your ass kicked. Ooh, I can't stand her, Kenya seethes. The other day, we were in line in the cafeteria, right? And she behind me, talking out the other side of her neck. She didn't use my name, but I know she was talking about me, saying I tried to get with Devante. For real? I say what I'm supposed to. Uh-huh. I don't want him. I know. Honestly, I don't know who Devante is. So what did you do? What you think I did? I turned around and asked if she had a problem with me. Old trick gonna say, I wasn't even talking about you. Knowing she was. You're so lucky you go to that white people school and don't have to deal with hoes like that. <laughs> Ain't this some shit? Not even five minutes ago, I was stuck up because I go to Williamson. Now I'm lucky. Trust me, my school has hoes too. Hodum is universal. Watch, we gonna handle her tonight. Kenya's stank eye reaches its highest level of stank. Danasia feels its sting and looks right at Kenya. Uh-huh, Kenya confirms, like Danasia hears her. Watch.
Hold up. We? That's why you begged me to come to this party? So you can have a tag team partner? She has the nerve to look offended. It ain't like you had nothing else to do, or anybody else to hang out with. I'm doing your ass a favor. Really, Kenya? You do know I have friends, right? She rolls her eyes, hard. Only the whites are visible for a few seconds. Them little bougie girls from your school don't count. They're not bougie, and they do count. I think. Maya and I are cool. Not sure what's up with me and Haley lately. And honestly, if I'm... If pulling me into a fight is your way of helping my social life, I'm good. God damn, it's always some drama with you. The rest of the first chapter happens very, very fast. And at about 22 pages in, I found myself unable to turn back. I had to follow Star. I had to find out what happened. I had to find out what she was going to do. And I found myself wondering, what would I do? And then I realized that I can't really ask myself that question. Because it's very unlikely that I would ever be in that situation. And that in and of itself was a heavy revelation to have. The Hate You Give is a phenomenal story, and I am so glad that this story has finally been told in a voice that is accessible to everybody. I really hope you get a chance to check it out. It is far and away my favorite book from the last year.